When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast, training camp edition, practice number eight in the books. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano, Greg Braggs Jr. with you once again. We are all out there on the very hot practice field today. Why are you smiling like an idiot? I just, it's so Friday. I just want to, because I got called out yesterday, I think, on the chat for not having smiley faces today. Oh. I'm going to all smiles, baby. I'm not Bears. smiling. You, you're, we're twinning. We you are twins today. Put on. You weren't wearing that shirt at practice. Now you put it on because you're copying me. I do want to be like you in every single way. <laughs> I'm gonna. St- I'm gonna start tweeting out rando comments about who's dominating practice that are going to be completely inaccurate. Uh-oh. Inaccurate. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Fired already. Fired. Okay. Boo-boo. Boo-boo. What noise that was, is that? That was not a gun noise. Yeah, that's definitely going to be clipped off. Uh, one minute and 30 seconds into the podcast, Mr. Cram with... <laughs> what was that? Lawrence is wearing his Cram shirt. I love you, Lawrence. I love you, Greg. I love you, Adam. I love you, Nick. I love you, Barry fans okay. in a good mood today only 60 percent of that might be true <laughs> we'll see how long this lasts today Boo-boo. <laughs> that was just weird uh welcome in um hopefully this isn't the first time you've ever tuned in in the show or otherwise you probably already <laughs> said goodbye um but what we <laughs> this is the chgo bears podcast uh we are here every day breaking down bears <laughs> whether it's We're here for you. We got coverage online to at allchgo.com and on social media at chgo underscore bears underscore sports. Also on Instagram. You can find us anywhere. We got events. You should become a diehard. What is that glorious bottle of bourbon doing? on? Uh, boy, these gentlemen at Studio H are having issues, go. aren't they? And yeah. he said, hey, this is a gift to you, my good to friend. To me? Real quick, to us. real quick, you guys are having issues yet again. It's not doing great. I, I missed yeah. the first part of that uh, little uh, situation there with the well, we're back. Are we back now? You're, you're back, but it did freeze there for like five seconds. Bourbon froze the video, according to Swifty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the bourbon, Tell us again, again Eric Kerr. Freeman's and his sons, Brady and Ryan hooked it up, gave a bottle of bourbon. I believe Blanton's original single barrel bourbon whiskey for Hogue and the gang. He said to open it when the bears make the playoffs. That's going to be this year. Yeah. Hopefully it's later in 2013. Uh, Not hopefully it's going to happen because we got this bottle. So here you go. It's good stuff. Straight from Kentucky, straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, I don't know about doing a solo show, guys. I think that might be tough for me, but uh, we see you. We hear you. Uh, so let's just, uh, whatever you're doing, 
keep it right. up and good luck thank you so much uh and thank you for the bottle chicago cram um i feel like you're inspiring me and i'm inspiring you and we're all inspiring each other as as we uh, grow and and yannick and gakwe is here before this thing crashes let's can we celebrate the, the press conference today and the fact that uh, uh we could get to our best and worst but uh just welcome to to yannick who uh, i read a detailed piece about him that uh i don't know have you tweeted it out yet adam the piece that no you, it, it I is, didn't but we're going to talk about it tweet yeah it. i mean it is uh <laughs> he's impressive yeah uh, he is. Before we get to that, though, best and worst of the day as we always start every training camp show. Um, I'm going to start with Justin Fields with a third down, gotta have it throw in the two minute drill. They were doing an end of game fourth quarter situation, offense down two, and they were sort of on the fringe of field goal range, but they really needed one more set of downs. And uh, Justin Fields put some nice touch on a pass. It was definitely not his first read, hitting Travis Homer, uh, who was able to get out of bounds, set it. Get, get just enough yardage there in a first down to set up the game-winning field goal, which Cairo Santos made. So it was good. Uh, very good because uh, to start that, he the first set of uh, – or the first series he had, he threw an interception. So it was good to see him bounce back there. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's my best and worst right there because you had one go very poorly and then the next one – uh, by the way, I think it was Josh Blackwell that picked him off. So credit to the yep. defense there. But he bounced back. Uh, really nice throw. Good touch on that to get the field goal. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Chase Claypool's continued uh, chemistry emergence with Justin Fields. They are finding uh, that each other more and more seemingly every day. And it happened again today, a couple times in the end zone. It's good to see. And it just... We all know this, but when you look at Darnell Mooney and you look at DJ Moore and Tyler Scott, they don't look like Chase Claypool. I mean, the Bears need this. We, they need Claypool to be good and that because they don't have a big body receiver with them like him. And I think he's coming along uh, nicely here in camp. Uh, for me, the, the biggest downer is, is the injury. Seeing Jack Sanborn walk around, Tremaine Edmonds missing time today. Hopefully it's just a vet day. Uh, we'll find out as the weekend goes along. Bears, of course, practicing tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, Tevin Jenkins not practicing. Nick Davis not practicing. So we haven't heard. Matt Eberflus hasn't said anything serious yet, but... Um, I, it, it, it is the numbers are getting larger and they're getting and they're happening to key players. Yeah, guys, for my good, I'm actually gonna go with the what you were just kind of talking about there, Mark. But it was good just seeing Nate Davis out there because we had not seen him for the last couple of days and he was staying next to Tevin Jenkins for a majority of the early portions of practice. So you saw both those guys out there. So for me, it's just, it's just good seeing 64 in the building on the football field and hopefully he can actually practice, um, you know, soon. My worst was the same thing that you mentioned, uh, Adam, with the Josh Blackwell pick because that was right at the that was the first play of that that team drills series where it was a low ball to the left side of the formation. Josh Blackwell picks it, and you know obviously the the first team offense had to go again, but they did rebound after that. But you never obviously like to see an interception like that. But that's my best and worst. Yeah, I, I guess for my best, since I, I could probably say Chase Claypool every day that we've been out here. But since Mark already touched on that, I'm going to go with Tyler Scott. Um, That's a good he, one. he put another guy on skates today Oof. in one-on-ones. And, you know, this Bears team is going to see some one-on-one -on -one coverage, you know, uh, when you got uh, to have to have a QB spy for Justin Fields. That's going to force teams into one-on-one -on -one coverages. And it looks like Tyler Scott can beat your one-on-one. -on -one. 
And um, it's just impressive to watch this guy. We made the comparison to Johnny Knox, and and I stand by that. It just continues to prove itself out. He made a couple catches in a row on the two-minute drill with the second-team offense versus mm-hmm. first-team defense, the second one where he was able to get out of bounds and stop the clock. So he's really elevating himself. I, I, he's wide receiver four to me. I think that's clear as day at this point. Uh, and, you know, if you were to project into a next offseason discussion, He's certainly going to push somebody off this roster that's in a contract year. And I, I don't like saying that because we all just want to have fun with who we have right now. But at the same time, he's showing, in my opinion, that he's going to be uh, have a bright future here with the Bears. My worst, I'll just stay with the wide receivers. My eyes are always on the wide receivers. So uh, Valus Jones had a drop in one-on-ones. He did have one catch over the middle in um, seven on sevens, I believe, mm-hmm. or maybe it was 11 on 11s. But then in the two minute drill, they tried to throw to the right sidelines and uh, it got knocked down by Tyreek Tyre Stevenson. Stevenson. Um, you know, it was a good play by Tyreek. So I'm not trying to criticize too hard on Valus, but at the same time, it just it's just so up and down with Valus. And we're looking for those bright spots from him and I, you know, as a wide receiver. And it's just not coming on a consistent basis. And I'm sure he wants better. Well, to be clear, this practice today was, uh, I guess, what the coaching staff calls a red practice. They are color-coded, and uh, red practice um, means that they didn't get a lot of reps in today. There was no pads on. Um, they did a lot of situational stuff. They they actually did some scouting stuff, which was some scout looks by splitting them up on different fields. Uh, Matt Eberflew said that they'll give them looks that they don't always get to. Stop the presses. Whoa. Stop the presses. Look who's back. It's big. I mean, we we don't stop a show for everybody, but we'll stop it for the Duke. Stop mid-word here. The Duke is back. I have people at camp asking me about the Duke. I got... I cry myself to sleep every night since he's been gone. That's I'll, a lot. You, you sleep? You I'm surprised you sleep. I First don't. of all, you don't sleep. And last <laughs> yeah. night you went to bed with the biggest smile on your face. You were probably still talking to yourself. We were on spaces till solid 1 a.m. Yes. Oh, wow. uh, the Duke, 811, though, $99.99. And those are not Mexican pesos. Those are real <laughs> U.S. dollars. Sorry for the long absence. Been busy overseas. Of course. Go Yanni. Also, Carm, remember when the Cubs signed Dansby? You said, yeah, Duke, don't get too excited. I bet the White Sox are closer to a World Series than the Cubs. Hashtag Carm. <laughs> Carm's crap takes. JK, love you, Carm. Go Bears. What Carm's a super crap takes. The Duke, we, we've missed you. We've called for you. The chat loves you. Your influence is enormous. And uh, it is... At least at back. this very moment. I mean, they're not in the playoffs yet, but it is very apparent that I had the Cubs completely wrong, and I hope I did because that would be great for all of us at CHGO. It would be great for Cubs fans. It would be great for Greg Braggs. And, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm sure I said exactly what you just put in that chat. Uh, real quick, I just want to say hi to the Duke as well. Welcome back. We missed you. We love you. All that good stuff. But also, uh, I think the Cubs – might not be in the playoffs yet. They're down eight, eight to zip to a real okay. baseball team. Relax. Right They've won so. like 13 of 16 or something. Haters. Well, so. It'll be 13 of 19 after this week. But I, so. I got to love this hashtag. <laughs> Carm's crap takes. It's a good this one. This is something we can like turn a segment into. <laughs> uh, that's just spelled on it. Let's, let's, let's just, let's just, I mean, let's, he, cause he texted me when the Cubs lost to the Reds earlier this week and said, and I was giving him crap cause I was like, Cubs are good. And he goes, you live in a fantasy land eating ice cream all day. You and do. then I said, you live in, <laughs> and then I, I said you live in wrong world every day with bad takes and a stupid face. Carms, 
crap takes. They're not very nice to each other. No, we're not. Yeah. Are you guys going to golf later then today? He, then he yelled no. at me some more, and then okay. I said, whatever, uh, uh, Walmart uh, uh, Parkins. Yeah. <laughs> called me, dude called me Walmart Parkins. It was at that point that I said that we are no longer friends, <laughs> and, uh, and that'll be the end I of that. I knew that one would get him. Oh, no, you got me. I don't like you. <laughs> right. um, Thanks, Duke. Good to see you. Duke is yes. back, baby. It's football season officially. That's also Yes, that's great. And I like the comments here. We can now afford to pay for the business internet. <laughs> shit's hoge. Um, Duke, help us. You know, I'm just at this point. These guys have heard it all week. Direct all your comments to Xfinity at this point. I don't know what else to do. We pay for the highest internet you could possibly have, and uh, we are being let down right now. Seriously, if we encourage mm-hmm. the entire chat to call Xfinity. We yeah. could really change we something change here. Stuff here. Well, good luck finding the customer service number. That's though. true. But if you talked to my guy in the Philippines yesterday that I talked to for a couple hours, I mean, we ended up in bonding over life, family. He's dealing with the typhoon. Um, so try to fix your yeah. internet, though. He, he did everything he could. He was a very nice guy, but the guy who was supposed to be here at 3 o'clock, just he didn't show up. So I don't know what to do anymore, but we love you, and uh, thank you for your patience because uh, it's been very frustrating and uh, I'm about to go break a window. Let's stay focused. We're fine. Duke, $5 from Yoshino. So excited for the season. The defense starting to get scary. Joint practice with the Colts is going to be interesting. Very speaking interesting. of. Cannot wait. Why is it speaking of? I don't know. I've, maybe it's not speaking of. Speaking of and tap me like I know what, what? I was. Like, I was hoping you had breaking news about we, you know. That well, we're I mean the Indian. breaking news of last night and obviously everybody. <laughs> I, got, I got it. I got it. Obviously, speaking of, come on, don't you have that? Are well, we going? Speaking of, ow, <laughs> assault. What are we doing here? Uh, well, me. speaking of, you know, Yannick Ngakwe. You know, he comes in today. He spoke mm-hmm. with the media. Former Colt. So we're going to be going back to Indianapolis for joint practices. So that adds a layer to of interest when we go down. There. So let's talk about this. Yannick Ngakwe, if you missed it, go back and listen to the full emergency podcast we did last night. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm amazed Bragg still has a voice today. But uh, we got to talk talk to him today, and that was cool. Uh, He was pretty quick with his answers. Uh, Seems like he's all business. I think a couple things I wanted to highlight before we get into a little bit of the conversation about why this guy has bounced around as much as he has, but the ties to the Bears, because we've been talking for months now about how much sense it makes, but I don't know if even I put like two and two together with some of these connections. One is, uh, if you read up on Yannick Ngakwe's story, this guy was, um, and I'm going to credit Tyler Dunn, who does a great job at go long for a lot of this, but because he wrote a huge feature on him back in 2022 and Yannick Ngakwe was, he was down in the dumps. He was dealing with depression. He couldn't understand why um, he wasn't getting the big contract. He thought he deserved despite all the numbers, why he had to get traded from the, from the Jaguars. We can go all into all that in a minute, but Rod Marinelli when he was in Las Vegas and Yannick went to the Raiders, they bonded. Rod Marinelli uh, was the defensive line coach, and Travis Smith, who is now the Bears' defensive line coach, was also on that staff together, and they were coaching Yannick, and they those guys bonded. So when it comes to getting intel on the Bears' new edge rusher, we already know how close Rod Marinelli and Matt Eberflus are and how much schematically those guys, you know, are 
together and also how much Eberflus credits Rod Marinelli for the way he coaches and all that. So that's a huge connection there and a big reason why Yannick Ngakwe was signed here by the Bears. Um, also, money being a factor, too. Let's not ig- always ignore that. Mm-hmm. That always helps, helps puts, puts things over the edge. Um, but I just think that that connection right there, and then they said that the intel was that he is practice habits are outstanding. He's always in shape. Uh, I forget the exact term that Flus used, but when he, the way he practices is just he's going all out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Flu said they're going to ramp him up, so I don't think you'll necessarily see him, you know, go full go in pads tomorrow. But Ngakwe said he's ready for it if he needs to be. So a um, lot of good connections there. Signing makes a ton of sense. We talked about all that last night. Seems like, you know, from reading more up on him, he's the one of the first guys in the building last to leave, squeezing every bit of juice out of the lemon, if you will, to uh, be successful. And you can't do the job that he's asked to do, go up against the best in the business, the left tackles of the National Football League, and get to quarterbacks, let alone moving from team to team uh, for varying reasons, uh, and be this successful than, than Ngakwe has. I think... Also, and we underlined this last night, but it's also clear, just a couple more conversations I've had. The Bears have been interested in him in a long t- for a long time, and the Bears set their price, and the Bears left it there. Uh, you know, they did not, they weren't going to do something that would perhaps impact the team negatively past this year, so it ended up being the one-year deal that they wanted, and they, and ultimately they got it done because of the fit and because they, you know, did pay him enough for one year, so I, I think it's... Uh, you know, a day later, it's equally exciting. Yeah, I think it was just really telling uh, just how much Matt Eberflus, this Bears organization, leaned on Rod Marinelli and just his expertise of Yannick and also Travis Smith to get him here. And Yannick shared a story about him talking with Rod Marinelli and kind of who he compares him to. He brought up the name Julius Peppers yep. as a guy that he sees a lot of attributes in Yannick Ngakwe that the one thing that if he – to be that type of player – what he needs to do is tap into the skill set and just show the world that he can be, you know, that much of an impact. I mean, he's obviously been very productive in terms of sack percentage or sack production uh, ever wherever he's gone, but it was really just telling that they went and leaned on guys that have been around him, see how he practices, and now brought him into the building. And what Matt Eberflus wants to see, obviously with the ramp up, like can he also assimilate to this hits principle? And it seems like from everything that he was told from Marinelli, that shouldn't be a much of an issue for Yannick Ngakwe. It shouldn't. And for the record, the Julius Peppers thing was sweet, but he also wants to be a Walter Payton man of the year. So when I meet Yannick, uh, Yannick I'm going to explain to him about Richard Dent <laughs> and, and Mongo and, and Hamp and those guys. And by the way, uh, prayers up for Mongo, yep. uh, who uh, you know I'm sure everyone's seen the reports about him being in intensive care and his wife saying that uh, he's hoping that he can hang on until he gets into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, uh, 76, we are thinking about you over here at CHGO Bears. Yeah, get him in the hall uh, for sure. Jack Silverstein was on After Dark and really um, – highlighted why he should be in the hall but uh back to yannick Ngakwe. did he did anyone mention to him like the the name pronunciation because we're I, we all i think are going to go back and forth on this all year until it kind of becomes habit to say yannick it is yannick mm-hmm. confirmed um by jj stankovitz. jj stankovitz the pa it, voice it's uh, just in, like an anchorman yannick new york yannick new york 
Uh, well, just don't make me pronunciate the the camp that Carm went to. But uh, with with uh, we Never already gay, went man. over this. So, aka Nabagamon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but just going back to Yannick and Gakwe, I you know when you talk about a guy first one in, last one out type, what is that? that type of player, what are, what are the traits you need to be that type of player? And what are, what are the results of that consistency? And he's the fifth player in NFL history, NFL history to record eight sacks or more in his first seven seasons. And the other names on this list, the other four names are Reggie white, Aaron Donald, Derek Thomas and DeMarcus Ware, who are all going to go to the Hall of Fame. And I've heard some people that, you know, want to criticize Yannick Ngakwe and say, well, some of the sacks are in garbage time or this, that. You do that, you know, eight, how many, seven seasons in a row? They can't all be garbage time sacks. He got fields twice when he played the Bears back in, what, 2021. And, like, he called him an agile player, twitchy, but... Yeah, Yannick, uh, he puts in his, puts in the effort and gets those sacks. It's a perfect fit. And like Hogue said last night, the NASCAR package, we can get this, you know, if we can get defense or offenses on obvious passing downs, third and long, now you have a guy that can pin his ears back and get to the quarterback. So I want to talk a little bit about why he has bounced around uh, throughout the league, some of the explanation for some of that. But first, uh, with the weekend coming up, Get some golfing, some pins and aces. Let's go. Yeah, we had some uh, holes in last night before this news broke. Uh, and pins and aces is the official golf apparel partner of all city and CHGO. We love our pins and aces gear. Get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are family owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shippings. That's pinsandaces.com. Check out Pins and Aces and also check out Goose Island. As you guys know, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Let me just give you a glimpse of this beer roster here. You have the Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at Great American Beer Fest, always in style, citrus aroma, bold, hot finish. And, of course, you have the Tropical Beer Hug, Dry Hopped Imperial IPA, 9.9% alcohol. That's dangerously easy to drink and you have a full pocket pills everyday beer what the brewers are drinking and right now you can grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at goose island's original brew house on Clybourne avenue in lincoln park or from their tap room on fulton street in west town goose island beer company chicago's beer and the chgo bears training camp coverage that hopefully you're enjoying right now is brought to you by the comed energy efficiency program learn more at comed dot com forward slash powering biz i'd like to personally apologize to jack barton over at chicago state university uh, you guys probably don't know who that is but you should jack does a great job with the tennis program over there this weekend is the green and white tournament which of course i'm a champion of and because of bears training camp coverage i won't be able to participate and defend my 2021 title i'll be there next year hopefully somehow uh. I just really needed like a mental break for 15 seconds. I'm glad I just took it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear. I, yeah, I, I didn't know, hear I have one no word idea what he, he just said. said. Yeah, I didn't hear. I, I heard everything. Did not. Mark, I, I heard everything. I mean, I would just appreciate if you guys would celebrate championships that I've won. I, I try to underline things that you're doing well in your lives, and I won the green and white championship. You and won I the, want that. You to, won the cram crap take championship. I'm sorry. 
I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> he apologized right away. <laughs> I won the I won the green and white title. I don't know if you've won any titles. You've made a putt once. Congratulations. Yeah. So made you look real bad too yeah. with that one putt. The only, the only one who looked bad that was caught on <laughs> video was you. Was <laughs> into the water. Okay, second segment of the show. Back to you, Adam Hogue. Take us to the promised land. You guys done? My goodness. All right. He started it. Just tried to celebrate a moment. Here. Yannick Ngakwe. <laughs> Been around the block a little bit, uh, but started as a second-round pick. <clears throat> Let me do the math on that again. Third-round pick, 69th overall 69. pick. 69. Yep. Nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, pick of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, who outperformed Dante Fowler, had a great start to his career. We've talked about how the accolades. He's the only one of five players to have eight sacks in each of his seven seasons. Um, so why the hell has he been around so many teams? Well, and I had completely forgotten about this and or not even remembered it or knew it happened. But the fallout in Jacksonville was a Twitter fight that he had with Tony Khan, oh. the owner's son, who was also <laughs> the director of analytics. Yes. Uh, where he basically called Tony Khan out for stop. He said he told him to stop hiding because he thought he was hiding him, hiding from him in the building because he was due for uh, a contract extension and uh, it just got ugly. There was literally an exchange. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's, um, it ended with Yannick just saying, just trade me. I don't need the speech. Mm. Uh, I did. To Minnesota you go. Yeah, so he ends up in Minnesota, and um, this is all courtesy of a story that I mentioned earlier that uh, we'll, we should probably tweet it out and share it, but it's uh, a story from Tyler Dunn that it, with the headline, You Don't Know Yannick Ngakwe, which goes into uh, an, an incredibly sad, quite frankly, upbringing of um, doesn't sound like there's a lot of love in the household. Abusive dad, horrible living conditions, mom doing everything to keep them above water, somehow, someway, uh, Yannick making it through. A yeah. Really, you know, not pleasant to, to read, but when you think about someone's journey, it's, you know, it certainly makes him a, even that much more of an impressive dude making it to the NFL. Yeah, and um, the the dad not being in his life eventually and now trying to get back in his life now that he's a millionaire. Later uh, dad. And him not having much interest in that at all. So there's a whole bunch of stuff there. But um, when he goes to Minnesota, he did tell Tyler Dunn in the story that I guess they basically, because that was the year, that was the COVID year 2020, and the Vikings got off to a 1-5 and start, and they ended up trading him to Baltimore. And in the story, Yannick says that it, probably the biggest mistake he made was because uh, apparently they gave him the option of being traded. Right. They said, if you want to stay here, which I found that to be very interesting uh, that Rick Spielman did that. But um, they he, I guess, want, he thought it was a good idea to go. Baltimore's close to home. He grew up in the D.C. area, by the way. So this opportunity to go to Baltimore with the Ravens, he takes it. He gets traded midseason to Baltimore, and it's just not a good fit. Scheme fits bad. Um, he's he's out of his element. It just doesn't go well. And so now he's a free agent, and the offers just didn't really come, I guess. He didn't get the premium offer. He ends yeah. up with a two-year, $26 million deal with the Raiders. Yes. So he's he talks about going into depression. Um, M yeah. All types of stuff. and But he kind of finds a home there with Rod Marinelli and... Um, and, and Travis Smith, who he's going to be reunited here with the Bears. But to keep the story 
so much shorter. Remember, that's the season. That's the game, actually, where John Gruden gets fired. After that Crazy, game, yeah. the Bears go in there. They beat the Raiders, so he has a good game against Justin Fields. But this is this, it starts this huge chain of events that ends in another regime change and a new coaching staff, and Rod Marinelli's out of there, and now everything's flipped again, and they decide to trade him to Indy and sign Chandler Jones instead. And sometimes that just happens when you have yep. uh, a regime change. So now he goes to Indy where he's, uh, I believe, reunited with Gus Bradley. In, if I have the years right, but I think that makes sense. Um, familiar defense, and he has a pretty good season there in Indy. Now, the specifics of why Indy didn't want to keep him, I don't know. But again, they have more changes there. Uh, this year, so I, I mean, it seems like what happened at the end of the Jacksonville thing is a little bit regrettable and maybe not the best way to go about it. But you can kind of understand Minnesota to Baltimore, not a great fit to the to Vegas. Now they have a regime change. Now to the Colts. Now they have a bunch of changes. I mean, think about where he's been the last two years. The Raiders, they have a blow up in the middle of the year with all this drama. Then the following year, he's in Indy and they have that crazy situation where they hire Jeff Saturday and it's a complete mess. So I guess when you put it all out there, it makes, it makes sense. Well, and you're not trying to Nick, I'm sorry, just one thought here. It's not like we're trying to explain why he's had down years production wise. His production has been great. So he's jumping around. Uh, Right. He's not, he's not a great, he's not a traditional run stopper. Although he did say today that he wants to, she and every down, every down player. And I think it's like, I didn't know all that about his background. He got a chance to read Tyler Dunn's story. But when he was asked, is it frustrating that you've been moving around all these places and you still haven't gotten that contract? He said, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be in the NFL, knowing what he had to go through growing up. And then all these different, you know, situations in his life. Like he, he, he really credited, you know, God and given him the opportunity to play in the NFL, to put him in the position that he is now saying that it was meant to be, that he was supposed to be a bear. He has a tattoo on his right hand of a bear, but it, it seems very fitting how he approached his press conference, knowing what he's been through. Like, that's the kind of guy that I think is just, you know, again, really appreciative to be here and is looking to really show out what he can do with the Bears. Yeah, I just think quickly that the two knocks on him were, A, there were people saying they're garbage time sacks that he was getting, which is impossible to do that over seven seasons, like I said. And B, he's on all these different teams, so why is that? You know, trying to say that that's on him. And while you provide that context, it shows that it's not always on him of why he would go to different teams. At the end of the day, a a guy that, you know, has this kind of production that you signed to a one-year deal. It'd be one thing if they had signed this guy to a four-year deal. They signed him to a one-year deal. He's in a contract (laughs) year. So he's going to be highly motivated to have a good year, you know, and and be a good leader in that locker room. Now, I know he's a little bit older than than, uh, Akeem Hicks was when Akeem Hicks got here, but... I, I mean, I think ideally it'd be great if there's a world in which this led to a three-year extension mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, he's in year eight, and in the article that you're referencing, he says he wants to play 19 years of football, and he and he keeps himself in incredible shape. So judging by the numbers and judging by what you're reading, this is not going to be an old player. So that's... To me, that's absolutely on the table here. Well, remember when we mentioned yesterday, or I, I brought up that guy, my guy like Louis Medina had, had compared to Marcus, um, to Marcus Walker to Alex Brown. Well, how about for? 
for Yannick Ngakwe, Adewale Agunlea. You know, they brought those guys in at about the same time, if not the same year. And, you know, they had already been around the league a few times, different teams, whatever. And they came in here and, and became, you know, all favorites of the fan favorites for, you know, for, for quite some time with the Bears. So let's hope that's what it happens for those two guys. And just from a fan standpoint or just watching the Bears standpoint, how exciting is it? There's a player on the field that might actually get to the quarterback. Like, Does let's see what Yannick does on this play type of thing versus who's going to get to the court. Yeah. How the hell are we going to get exactly. there? We have nobody who's, you know, who's going to pull off a miracle here. Let's go Dom Rob. I got you, which that's a, that's one thing we haven't touched on here. Yannick wants 91. Mm-hmm. Dom Rob has 91. Yannick saying he would pay whatever for 91. So let's help Dominique Robinson out here. What is a reasonable something that he can extract from a, a Yannick and Gakwe and be a good teammate at the same time and give him the number? What do you think? Oh, you're good at this stuff. You, you're there. You're the mansion for a reason. You know how to negotiate. Uh, repeat the question. I'm sorry. We were dealing with a little technical thing behind oh, the scenes. No problem. Yes. I want you to tell Dom Rob what he should be asking for his 91 jersey that Yannick really, really, really Great wants. Great question. Lamborghini. Uh, well, he cannot have this bottle. <laughs> That's off limits. That's off the table. Well, it's <laughs> on the table. Rob Short, uh, $91,000. I like it. That's yeah. That's I, I think mean, that's right on point. Ten million guaranteed. Give me ninety-one G for ninety-one. Ten and a half million dollars for one year. He can afford it. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. That seems like an awful lot to ask somebody for a number. <laughs> hey, dude, will you write me a check for ninety-one thousand dollars? I mean, this is not monopoly money we're playing with. Also, at the end of the day, um, sorry, Dom Rob, but the guy who's making ten and a half million dollars, you get the number. Yeah. It's hey, Dom Rob, um, love you. 91 is now Yannick in Gagway. <laughs> and it, yeah, and if I'm Yannick, I'm just going to give him the 91. I'm not even going to have him ask. I'm going to do something nice for him. Mark would try to lowball him. No, I mean, I would take 91 here. grand, though. I, yeah, if I'm just saying Yannick would, should be the one to, instead of him asking, Dom Rob asking, Yannick should just do the... The right thing, right? Yeah. You saying that Yannick should go to Dom Rob and say, "Here's 91k." Yeah, I do. That's what I do. We know what you'd do. <laughs> oh, Alex, I'm glad I'm separating first, you two. First of all, <laughs> first, I would feel nervous if I was you. Right yeah, now. I would feel uncomfortable. <laughs> first, first of all, um, never mind. I'm not going down that road with this. <laughs> human being just, <laughs> just remember that uh, justin fields and chase claypool are dominating training camp dominating dominating Who won training camp on wednesday i seem to remember the defense had a good day <laughs> yeah i would say the offense has won more days than the defense at this point but the defense the day they won was the most dominant day we've seen right that's mm-hmm. how do you want to explain your tweet which tweet you I've got said, a lot of them. You said that Justin Fields <laughs> and Chase Claypool are dominating training camp. Yeah, they are. I like I said. I mean, how many open practices have we had now? That was uh, many. Even the even on. You really think that that, that you, do you, you? I are, think Chase Claypool is. I've dominating training camp. I think he is the star of this camp. Yes, I do Come not on. think that's high hyperbole in the slightest. He had a drop today. Okay, he's getting a lot of balls thrown to him too. I agree that he's having a good camp. I just let's keep it in the po- proper perspective. Dominating's too strong, dude. Come on, well, he's not I mean, dominating camp. 
Come on. I, I would say you he know, is. DJ he Moore right is direction. dominating camp. I D, think, I think who's J, been a better player, DJ Moore I think or Chase, Chase Claypool has had the better camp. Oh, my God. Come on. Yeah. I, I got to go with DJ on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chase. 100%. Okay. You're entitled to your opinion. I, you know, the other thing, too, I, I think it's just you because... Think when you really no, feel no, no, he's, he's not entitled to that opinion. <laughs> I am entitled to it. You think that Fields is dominating the camp? You think he's been that good? Dominating the camp. I Come on. I'm opening the notes. You know, that... Uh, I, I wait, mean, wait, wait. Tom, I, I'm, we I'm not trying to push... We were in agreement three days ago that Fields, we were giving him a B-plus for camp so far. And then he had his worst day the following day. I mean, I have to go back to specifically look what I put. But I know when I'm talking about Chase Claypool, I do think he is the star of camp. I, I even more so than I mean, DJ I think, Moore. I, I, I can I, stand on that. I would Greg's. I would agree with you in that if you're looking for someone who's come the farthest way, DJ makes it look easy. I think that's the other right. aspect yes. of it. Yeah. DJ makes mm-hmm. it look easy. Where Chase Claypool is such an imposing player, like just you know from his size and physicality trait, that it stands out differently. But I would say I would absolutely say that Chase Claypool has been the star of camp. Even I, I, mean, I, I, I would say that if somebody if somebody who's coming from where they were at the day before camping on the pup list to where he is now, he's maybe had the biggest move. But DJ Moore from the second he's gotten here has stepped on the field. He's been a difference maker. You cannot. I, you I don't, guys have I seen don't, him a lot more. You guys are seeing him at minicamp and stuff like that. I'm only going off of the okay. six days I've seen him here. Nick. Adam, your thoughts. Well, I'm just going through my notes from day one to day eight now. And I have DJ Moore. And fields really connecting on a majority of these days. You don't need. And I think, and I think the thing is too, like Chase, I think is definitely trending in the right direction, (laughs) no doubt about it. But I, for me, I feel like DJ Moore and and Fields are on another level right now because, uh, and we didn't even talk about the play where Chase Claypool wasn't even lined up right, right where, and then which was the play where Bragg said he was dominating. He was. He was. By by the way, I I want to be a little bit careful with that one. I'm. I'm. They had to shift Claypool over to the other side, and it didn't look like to me. And I'm not the coach, but it it did not look like a planned shift. It was like he was on the wrong side. He was breaking the huddle, going to the left, and Fields was immediately like, "No, no, no, no right, 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 right." So, and that was the play that he caught that tight. Now it was a great. It was a great touchdown catch, and it was a good ball from Fields to to, to hammer it in there. But when I watched that play, I was like. I'm not totally sure he was actually lined up properly to start to play, which is fine. Like, it doesn't need to be perfect. You want the touchdown. Right. Uh, um, but, yeah, that's what's going on there. And, uh, you know, and there was a play in practice number six where you see the the imp- the ability to improvise when the play's not initially there. Justin Fields breaks the pocket. DJ Moore is sitting on a, a hitch route, and then he sees Fields extend the pocket, and he goes to an open part of the end zone, and you just see the, the connection these two have, have gotten yet. I don't know if we've seen that quite yet from Fields and Chase, and not to say that it won't get there, but I just think those two, DJ Moore and Fields, because they've been on the practice field longer too, uh, are just at a different level, and you're seeing that consistently throughout camp. And the quote in my tweet was, these two are dominating camp together, meaning their connection together. Not that Justin Fields is dominating all of camp. I'm talking about... The chemistry these two are building together. And I have seen an array of different plays, whether it's one-on-ones over the top to Jalen Johnson, a very good corner in this league, plucks it out from the air with two hands, like 
all hands, nobody. Because that's one thing that always has been critical of Claypool is can he high point the ball? He has a tendency to fall back if you look at some of his highlights in Pittsburgh. Look, look. I'm seeing him high point the ball. I'm seeing him use his body to get in front of cornerbacks. I'm seeing today in red zone one-on-ones uh, -on -ones, how he's able to use his physicality, come back to the front pylon, toe tappers, the play of the day today was in red zone 11 on 11s where Justin Fields goes through his progressions and throws a tight window throw to Chase Claypool. And it was one of the best throws Justin's made all of camp. And they, you know, it's getting to a point. And then they had the easy fade route in the corner on that same session. I, I mean, I've just seen enough now where, you know, we spent so much time in the offseason criticizing this guy. There has to be balance. You know, we want to, you talk about wanting to keep it in perspective, but how much was he railed against for this, that, and the other? Uh, now hey, that he's playing well, you know, dude, if, if, I, if we're, you know, keep I, the same energy as the kids say. I, I, I got you. And I've been, I've been putting out Claypool tweets every day for a while now. I have, I have, I have not shied away from underlining what he's doing well i just you know to say the two the two are dominating i think we gotta have I, it's, it's just too tall for me and what they're, i mean they're playing, by, they're play, what they, i mean is their their combination not the entire the entirety of camp their chemistry and connection you know that movie click i just yes i, well, he I wish i could stop it um keys is with you though five dollars can't leave brags on meatball island Me, jake flanagan keys on meatball island which is you know just off of duke island no no we're on yeah but we're on duke island well yeah you're the elitists you guys are on duke <laughs> island the meatballs are over there we're getting drunk and having a great time drinking kool-aid with vodka and, or and whatever we have in it and goose island mm -hmm. of course goose island okay um, I agree with the, um, I don't know, there was a comment there a second ago that just said it was nice that we're talking about who's dominating. <laughs> Drew, yeah. Drew Black, I haven't been to any camps, but I can confirm that Braggs is right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John said at the end of the day, it's refreshing to argue about who is dominating and exactly. not why no one is dominating. I mean, that is right, true. But, That's a but, good... But, okay, and I just, listen, Braggs, would you at least agree that to this point in camp, by the way, the offense has done fine, but to this point in camp, the defense has had a better camp than the offense overall? See, I don't know that I would yeah. go there. I, really? I, I, had the I, best I think you're day. losing perspective of the first week. I think the offense was ahead of the defense the first week. Okay, how, okay. so how about the call it the last five days, last week, since the pads came on? Yeah. Since oh, the yeah. Pads. The first, the yeah, first day of yeah. pads, the offense won the day. The second day of pads, the defense obliterated the offense, I, and that's skewing the vision. I've been watching, even before pads, every single day, that defensive line is in the backfield. Uh, I mean, the first constantly. They, I, okay, I, I'm, I am more optim I, I am optimistic. The, talking about journeys here, I am more optimistic about where this defense is right now than I have been in the last year and a half. The, good, the, the, yeah. de the defense actually looks like it might be able to do something. There's there there is a. I mean, you, you're talking about one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year, if not the worst. The worst at getting to the quarterback, second worst in giving up yards. I mean, just just horrible. And they look capable right now of maybe being a middle of the road back end middle of the road defense that's what it feels like right now which is a huge move and if that happens the bears should be winning some football games well and andy jackson was talking about that too like he's excited he is so excited about this unit all the young energy that's coming in he said i'm up when you know they got the yannick and gakwe addition but he's really excited about 
all these additions and all the playmakers that they have on this side of the ball. And like these past couple of days, the defense has been giving it to the offense, but today was more of a, more of a balance. Today, and today's hard to judge. I mean, they were going, they were, they were yeah, going one tenth of one quarter of speed. It was, if anybody came out today, I'd like to apologize to you for the, from the people bears. That practice saying, was boring. People wasn't saying that in the media uh, today about today's practice when they're going on one-on-one seven on sevens. I'm not seeing half speed. No, and these guys legit. are trying to win their win jobs, and this like is their money's on the line. They're not yeah, when was, they do walkthroughs. I understand there's walkthrough sessions. There was a lot of you know stretching and special team sessions, but when they're actually running seven on sevens, one on ones, eleven on elevens, I push back, and anybody says they're like half speed on the day. It, 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 they're competing for spots and Ross, you know, whether it be on the depth chart or making the roster. A lot of supers to get to. Nicholas, 499, who has the best chance to be a Pro Bowler this season on defense? Edmonds, Johnson, Jackson, or Ngakwe? That's a good question. I think it's between the last two guys. Jackson or Ngakwe? Um, those guys, I mean, if you're getting sacks or you're creating turnovers, those two guys have shown it more consistently than Edmonds and Johnson. I, I'd have to pick between those two. But does Ngakwe lead to more turnovers for Jalen Johnson. True. Tremaine, Tremaine Evans. That's the case. I think all four of those guys, it, 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 all, all of a sudden, and Tremaine Evans is a two-time Pro Bowler. I, I would, I would go with the guy that's been there. Yeah. Well, and Eddie Jackson's been an All Pro. Um, look, that's the better question because anybody can make a Pro Bowl. Who's going to be All Pro? Well, well, look, just the fact that there's four guys there in this question, and you can see that question, it doesn't sound terribly insane. It's like, oh no, I could. You can make a case for all four of them. Mm -hmm. I think that speaks to where this defense should be better. And I and I and I I think it's all three levels. You could true. You could theoretically yeah. make a case out there for Kyler Gordon in a breakout season or Jaquan Brisker in a breakout Especially season. Especially if he's gonna do that Spider Man celebration. That that's was gonna, that's gonna dope. put you on the I map. I mean, he might get love a taunting it. penalty if he points it at the, the other player, team. He's got to point it at his own team. Mm -hmm. But if yeah. he starts, if he busts that out week one, it's going to put him on the map pretty quickly. Oh, no it's, doubt. it's sweet. It is very good. It is. Eddie was first team all pro in 2018. He made the pro bowl in 18 and 19. He was well on his way. I think last year, if he was kept on Fair. playing, I agree. You had a great injury. season, whether he's going to make it or not. He was eight. And listen, I'm, I'm, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Eddie from a leadership standpoint and on the field. All right, what else we got here, Super Chat-wise? Super Chat's galore. Lawrence. Everybody hit that Benedetto. like button, too. Now that Duke's bad. <laughs> this one comes from Jay Cutler. It says, F Mike Martz. Oh, yeah, wait, no. It definitely should say, tell Mike Martz I said F you. Uh, this is for Bear Down Omaha, $2. Bear, Bear Down Omaha is awesome. That's my guy. I love you, Bear Down Omaha. Appreciate all, all your support. Um, and then we got keys again. King Timothy Poles is getting it done. I like That's right. It. He definitely is getting it done. He's uh, polls, by the way, will be speaking tomorrow. We are doing a Saturday show tomorrow. Um, so we will be reacting to what Ryan polls uh, says to us amongst other things. Uh, JJ LaPlante, 999. You guys think polls inquires on Jonathan Taylor's availability with Ballard next week at joint practices. Don't see polls paying a running back big money coming from the Kansas city organization, but you never know. I think they're probably set at running back. I think yeah. it's, mm -hmm. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor is a really good player, but and I think he proved with David Montgomery that he's not going to pay that position. top dollar. Yeah, top top dollar. He's not giving up draft high draft capital for a running back, especially one that I don't see them giving a big contract to on top of it. So it's just they brought in three running backs already with Homer. And, but did you, you know. see the video of the owner Jim Irsay handy a fan yelled at Jim Irsay at Colts camp? 
I never get anything. Can I have an autograph? And Jim Ursay said, I can't get out of the cart, but here you go. And handed $1,000 to someone on the cold staff and gave this fan $1,000. Just right there on the spot. I was like, I cannot wait to get to cold scams. <laughs> I am going to be yelling at Jim Ursay immediately. Can I get an autograph? I have, no, heard, I have heard stories of him doing stuff like that, so this it's is, 100% believable. It's on video on Twitter. Yeah. It's insane. What? Yeah. Do it, Greg. I, that was a Get that grand. great right turn from Jonathan Taylor to a G being handed out. But if you're Jonathan Taylor and your owner's literally walking around right with envelopes of, of cash, and this isn't the first time I've heard this, by the way, that he does this. This is a regular thing. He's oh. just got envelopes of thousands of dollars. Kick down. I get it. I and get you're it. the star player on the team. Hello? I swear to God, I'm contract? going to be yelling, yeah. give me yeah. a grand for CHGO. We'll put it in the bank, the, the piggy bank for our next pizza party. What was it? <laughs> MJ Kenny, 199. Yannick will make the D-line much better. You ain't going to make him worse, baby. We're with you, MJ. I like uh, it. Braggs, if he offered you a G, but you had to take off the Bears hat and your brick by brick t-shirt if you were wearing it and put on Colts gear, would you do it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? That noise you just made was like it was my soul being sold. It was like fandom. it was like half the f word and half just like something. I could in your lie, combusting inside. I could tell the, I had that moment where it's like, do I lie here or do I tell the truth? Because it's a grand. Uh, You're taking the grand. We're gonna Blue take white the grand. all day, baby. Let's go. We're gonna take the grand, baby. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's go, uh, Indy. Brick by brick. I Colts. can be <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, $5. What do you guys know about Davis and Tevin? I'm worried. Well, it's nice seeing them out there practice mm -hmm. today. So they're, they're, we know they're out there. That's they're it. still in the category of not serious injuries. That's a good thing. So, but not but great. Not great. Especially with Tevin. I mean, just, it's not fair to Tevin, but it's just, the guy's got to be practicing. I hope it's like I was talking to Herb Howard earlier today. Like we were hoping that it's just a different injury and not his back. Cause I mean, we've, we've all know that he's been dealing with the back forever now. And so hopefully it's maybe something else that can be quick and you can get back on the practice field. But yeah, Tevin's always going to end up missing some time at some point. You know, we used to call you Hollywood Hogue before you became Mansion Hogue. Mm -hmm. Herb should almost be Hollywood Herb. He's so smooth. He's so big time. The lights are always flashing. I mean, I, we, Herb needs a, an upper level nickname. You I can work that. Yeah. Um, and, and a great supporter of this show. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you, Herb. You know this. All right. Doug Van Dorn, $5. Says, I'm still worried about the O-line depth. Are you are you seeing enough from the backup O-line guys to be comfy, or do you think we'll see more O-line signings? Uh, I still think it's a possibility. Yeah. I thought today was pretty good. It was a much better practice, though, for the O-line. Um, but they didn't have pads on, so. Yeah, it's tough to evaluate. I saw Alex Leatherwood get beat by Dominique Robinson on a nice swim move in team drills. Fields tried to hit DJ Moore on the left side, but Tyreek Stevenson broke up the pass, but. Alex Leatherwood, turnstiles. Man. You know, I, I was searching around on the World Wide Web. I'm seeing some fan videos floating around and um, and and people highlighting some of the moves that are plays that Darnell Wright has made because it's, like, very hard for me to, like, key in on particular players, especially when I'm constantly watching the ball and the skill guys. And the few plays that were highlighted by this particular fan on YouTube showed Darnell Wright making some plays. So that encouraged me because I'm, like, trying to, like, feel my way out of what this offensive line can be and how nervous am I that they can, they, they can be good for Justin Fields and how fast Darnell Wright can 
meet the expectations that I've kind of placed for him as a top 10 pick. Good point. Responding to Manny Valentin, why does Carmen always look like he wants to jump off his chair? I'm on a piano bench. I have a terrible back, <laughs> and I'm and I'm 90. So anything anything that looks like I'm uncomfortable is accurate. I. <laughs> there was a weird noise made about 90 seconds ago that I made a weird noise. I think that the bench maybe did. I hope I'm, I, I'm on this bench too. So. Yeah. So. I don't know. Hey, uh, real quick, want to make sure everyone is up to speed with the CHGO kickoff classic at Cog Hill coming up. We're just we're getting close to this event, guys. So uh, running out of time to uh, jump on board with us. We're going to have a great day of golf. We're not going to let Carm and Braggs fight each other, or maybe we will. August 25th, <laughs> 9 a.m. shotgun start, 18 holes with a cart. You got an opportunity to grab that CHGO and uh, pins and aces polo. That if you're watching on YouTube, you can see on your screen, it's going to be a sick shirt. Uh, we'll have contests, giveaways, prizes, lunch, drinks, ceremony after the round. And if you are a CHO diehard, you get a discount just like you do for all of our events and all of our merch. So make sure you are a CHO diehard. You'll get a discount jumping on with our event out there. And, and plus, we have all types of events for you coming up. I know we've been talking about the tailgates, football seasons, inching closer and closer and closer um, and get all your merch right now. CHGO Locker, 20% off if you are a CHGO diehard. It's also going to be a birthday celebration for me out there. So, you know, you guys can just uh, buy me drinks that are already Turn included up. in your price. Hey, get fitted out in the best sports gear around hoodies, shoes, signs, bobblets, everything in between. It is the summer of baseball season. So you got the Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need to see a baseball game south side north side we've got another takeover coming up here that's going to be great when the white Sox come north to play the cubbies our set decorations which of course not at the mansion we don't have them in front of you but they've been awesome you've seen them a million times uh they can hook up your decorative talents as well you should check out foco foco.com and or uh, by the way you can click the link in the description below for all non-presale items use the promo code chgo you get yourself 10 percent off thank you to our friends as always from foco tevin jenks a big foco fan i don't know if you guys saw yeah. the post uh yesterday but what was it like a the overalls yeah look it was a good look and hopefully it was also it was feeling an interesting better look. <laughs> he could pull it off it was an interesting big, big so i wanted to know if that because he posted that like the same day he left practice mm -hmm. So I want to know, was that taken before or after that practice? Because it was after. He looked like he was chilling. Yeah, that's, hopefully that's the case. That's true. I hear we may be getting a pair of overalls potentially. So oh. interesting. Who's going to rock them? I'm not an overalls me guy. Me and you, buddy. You wear them, I wear them. And twins. I saw, hey, we're, we're twins today. I saw a guy wearing the QB slide shirt, hey. which you can get at the CHGO locker along with many other cool designs. So make sure you hit that up. Andrew, Andrew says, happy early 39th birthday. Thank you, Andrew. That's a good point. Can I push back one more time? I have one more question because the DJ Moore thing is bugging me. This is one more question for all three of you. Is DJ Moore going to stretch the defense with vertical, deep vertical passing? Yes. Mm -hmm. Have we seen one deep vertical ball to DJ Moore? Yes. Yeah. We have seen a 50-yard bomb to DJ Moore. Yes, on the boundary. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't recommend In his that. defense, the first one we saw was in the indoor facility the first day when they didn't let Bragg. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I remember the highlight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, open practices, we have not seen that. Bragg's 
what we because to your point with the Claypool thing, real quick, with the Claypool thing mm -hmm. is he you said he's showing <laughs> he's showing things as a wide receiver that he can do that the other wide receivers simply can't because of his physical traits. More physical in the red zone, absolutely yes. Can okay. we give Gary a lesson in breaking news? By the way. I love Gary to death, but the last guy on the 90-man roster <laughs> being let go for the guy we knew got signed 24 hours ago is not breaking news. Yeah, but to Gary it is. He's so interested <laughs> in the roster, it's unbelievable. Like I was asking him last night before we were starting the show, what do you want, you know, Gary, producer Gary, what do you want us to discuss? Who's going to be the guy that's going to get cut? Who's going to get cut? Machine <laughs> 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 Green. And then in the middle, and then in the middle of it, it was like, "How come you guys are doing my topics?" I'm like, "I get. We're not going to cross over the 90th man." Like, there must be no bigger day on the calendar for Gary Ross than well, and now they the final the, cutdown yeah. day, right? And because well, now they don't they all do it in one day? Who do they cut? It used to be like Jalen three. Holmes. It, it was Jalen Holmes, Gary. Breaking. He you probably know that. I already. think he knows he, he that. Knows. He wants us to talk about it. I, what was your favorite moment of yeah, the Jalen Holmes era? And we ha we haven't talked about Mercedes Lewis. I know yeah. because no one asked that coach question about the guy who's been in the league a hundred years. I was today. ten. I, I, was I was surprised that they want who you third tight end. He's a blocking tight end through and through. Like yeah. dude is been blocking his entire life. Blocks <laughs> his ass off. He randomly will catch a touchdown for you. Yeah, very randomly. What about the Tondras? This guy was so solid. Tondras. Also, I mean, Bragg's thought he was dominating camp <laughs> with, <laughs> with the, the offense. Tondras. <laughs> yeah. It's another yeah. thing. People get, Gary wants to know where Chase Allen is. Is that true? Mercedes Lewis is older than Ryan Poles. Somebody said Mercedes Lewis is older than me. The guy's dead. Wow. Mike, Gibson, really? <laughs> Mike, Gibson, Mike Gibson in the chat said, what is the weird bag in front of Carm? That is the whiskey or the bourbon, I should say. Yeah. That our guy Eric Cremens uh, hooked up with us from a bourbon distillery in Kentucky, straight from the distillery. Appreciate you, Eric. That's a sweet bottle with the little horse on top. That is very cool. That is. Ooh. Oh, that's a pretty bottle. Wow. Pass it around. Take, start taking. But he said we can't yeah, we open it until when? Until the Bears make the playoffs this year. And what is it? They don't make the playoffs this year. Then we don't open. <laughs> I'm gonna smash it over your head. <laughs> wow. that, that sounds like a felony. Wow. <laughs> you you really I, I, I think you you know who who's uh who who do we just sign up? Who's our brand new sponsor? I think, uh, that could perhaps I think help Bragg needs to read the super chat I've had on the screen that you haven't noticed for the last two Crystal minutes. Simone, four ninety nine super chat. She's taking the the cram uh drinking from the cram pole bunch. Yeah, non-football related. Y'all leave Carm alone. I've been noticing the increase in people messing with Carm. Hashtag right. Team Carm. I've Hashtag actually noticed show. an increase though in Carm truthers. Yeah, that are coming to his defense. That's also been on the every upset. action has a reaction, right? Crystal, Crystal's an OG. I mean, she's just been with me since day one here, and we are together. And if you mess with me, you mess with Crystal, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not I messing with Crystal. You don't want to be messing with Crystal. We all know this. Thank you. Crystal, look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah. Also, uh, I just like to give a shout out to the people who every day responded on Twitter that to every single practice observation or tweet that it, <laughs> that it is practice. <laughs> what? The? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the ultimate training camp trump card. It's just to, you could respond to any tweet and be like, "It's practice." Okay, well, then you know what? We might as well not be here. Yeah. Yes. What are we doing here? Why <laughs> are you tweeting about practice? Do you? 
you know, just from a social media growth, that's what we do job point. I get more followers during training camp than I get at any point in the season. The, no the, 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 the amount of thirst for information around training camp is unbelievable. And, and I thank you for it because it's great for all of us. Well, you know, it's just not something that fans can see. You know, it's limited access, only so many fans capacity-wise. It's not like Bourbon A where anybody could go in. There wasn't a lottery for tickets. 15,000 fans would show up and get hyped. It's it's just much more exclusive. And there's just so many Bears fans, not just in the Chicagoland area, but around the world and around the country that don't get to see this stuff. And that's just something I learned very quickly as I started this media journey, was just trying to give people a perspective of things they aren't able to see. And so that's what we try to do here at CHO Bears is, is give people the information they're looking for since they're all working hard on their blue-collar jobs or whatever, sitting at a desk. Wondering what we are doing while we're all living the dream. What about the elite white collar people that are sitting at their Screw desk? Screw them. <laughs> Except for you, Duke. <laughs> does, does Braggs know he's officially white collar now? No, I'm not. He went Screw. from blue. Every CEO out there who could possibly just, you know, flow money to this show. Screw <laughs> you. You're not allowed to rip for the bears. Except for you, Duke. You didn't Except lay brick cool. like I laid brick. Although, I'm still mad at Duke for being gone for so long. Broke my heart. I love you, Duke. Down. Um, uh, Duke needs more likes on this video. Right, meow. <laughs> Four ninety nine. He's back. He's right. I agree. Hit the like button for Duke, not for us. Um, all right, let's fly through these super chats. Whoever said that I that let's not get carried away. Karma's tolerable. We should have dinner. That was a great. That was a great <laughs> chat. That sounds good. Yeah, tolerable. Try golfing with applesauce. Four ninety nine. Do you think a playoff appearance is expected for this upcoming season, or is that being too hopeful? Well, now that I can't touch that bottle of bourbon until playoffs. they make the playoffs, then I'm going to say yes, it is expected. I'm looking at. I'm I now expect them to make the playoffs, and anything short will be a damn shame. I'm more more looking at this team, how it's coming along together, the schedule that they have, the leaps that I expect certain players to to make. They should definitely be in contention. I really do think if Justin Fields takes that step, this defense has some playmakers. They're going to be right in the mix of an NFC that has the Eagles at the top and then a lot of other teams that are maybe going to be good. Like you look at Detroit, they're ascending, yes. You look at, you know, the NFC South, like what's that going to look like? Yeah. I think it's definitely a possibility. That language for me is too tall, like expecting the Bears to make the playoffs. If they if they make the playoffs, I think it's an absolutely phenomenal season. I do expect them to be better, significantly better. How many wins that translate to, I have no idea, like everybody else. What are you going to say there? Relevant games in December, that's my expectation. Anything short would be a disappointment. What are you going to say? Expect them to be in the NFC Championship game? Where are we going? I'm not, no, I'm not saying nothing. We already know what I think. <laughs> Jake Flanagan I'm said not, he expects. I'm not saying nothing. That means you're saying something. Jake Flanagan, our fearless leader, said last night he expects the Bears in the playoffs. I said before, you know, because the <laughs> Vegas had put the line at seven wins, seven and a half or seven wins. Seven and a half, buddy. You know, and six wins would be a massive disappointment. I think I'm now raising that bar to seven wins would be a massive disappointment. Like, they need to win eight games or more. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect timing. We've been, we've been missing that. Um, all right. 
Alex, 499. The real question is, Dom Rob going to give up that number? I'll be out there Sunday. I hope to see the crew. I think that number will be Yannick Ngakwe's one way or the other. Um, but see you Sunday at Soldier Grun- Field. Grun yeah. for Stallone in the chat says, got to be honest, I signed up for CHGO because of Hoke. That's why I signed up for CHGO last year. For no one beer without Hoke. We're all guy, here because of Hoke. He's, the, he's, the, he's, the, he's, the, he's our yeah, leader here. Not my internet. You follow his lead. <laughs> it's not his internet. No, not the internet. Total Anarchy TV. I'm in. We're going to where are we going? Katsuya Sushi, LA, down. I'm in. Let's go. Anarchy. Don't know when I'll be there, but at some point, why not? That's what I do. I like Nick. sushi. I could go for some sushi. Uh, Cornelius, 499. Does it matter who is first on the depth chart between Mooney and Claypool, or is that just semantics? Uh, yeah, I don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it matters. It, it matters more who's, you know, in what... How many snaps? Who's coming off the field when they're in 12 yeah. instead of 11. Um, who's playing which position? But I think the top three guys are pretty well defined. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. It'll change due to matchups, too. Like, what they feel they, they need is best out there. Like, they want a big Chase Claypool in the slot against a linebacker? Like, put him out there. So, it, it'll change based off matchups, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that dude tank $5. This is a little bit off topic, but life moves fast. I'm on the road from St. Louis to Nashville to drop my oldest off for her freshman year at Fisk university. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's awesome. And we love everybody in here, but just the last two dad dude and, uh, just, just, just the regulars coming in here. Cornelius. We appreciate you guys being in here every day. Should have centered a Lewis university. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not kidding. Lou, you would have been a better choice. Lou, you. But congratulations <laughs> on that move. Be nice. Uh, uh, congratulations. That's awesome. And always a huge life moment. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're with you 100%. Denise499 says, please, Braggs, give me a plan to get Justin Fields' autograph at Family Day. What's the approach? Give a murder scream. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, honestly, you know, how does that work? <laughs> uh, don't, don't do it. You just scream as loud as you possibly can. I'm kidding. Um, I don't think you are, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's hit or miss, you know, depending on where he goes. Um, he has been very generous with the fans in his time. Uh, so he always tries to show love and he, he might at soldier field. So my best advice, and I try to tell everybody this is don't overthink it. Just watch practice. Wait till they're done. They all hang out on the field for a little bit. Some guys start to trickle towards the stands. Justin's always one of the last guys. And then wherever he goes, try to make your way over there. And nice thing about Soldier Field is it's very spread out. So there isn't like this crush like there is at training camp. And if you happen to be in the area where he goes, you know, please and thank you. You know, if you have a kid. Some of those things are what's going to help bring, you. No, bring your kid because Justin Fields, did you see him? He signed a baby the other day. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> so if you have, have a baby, sign your baby that's, or that's what you got to do. Grab some. No, I'm kidding. Some I'm not going to say don't grab somebody that else's is, baby. That is one life situation I don't know how I would handle. Will you sign my baby? <laughs> and that's what he asked, too. He's like, um, sign your baby? And Justin, it, there he goes. Lifting the baby over the fence. Go to where the media checks in. Say yeah. you're Mark Carmen. uh pepe two dollars in brags we trust that's right sometimes that's right Derek, 4.99 layoff brags go playpool take brags i got your back let's go he's dominating him and him and justin have just torched everybody at practice domination as 
Take that, Colin Coward. Yeah. Take that. Everybody meet us at House Hall next Tuesday. We'll gang up on Carm when he's walking through. All right. I think that's it for the Super Chats. I do want to end with one story that uh, our friend Jared Payton told us today. Uh, Saw JP back at House Hall. Connie Payton was there, too. Copay. Appreciate you, Copay. But Jared said he ran into a random fan at the Atlanta airport who... You know, recognized Jared and was just like, love you, love your dad, all this stuff. And he's like, I, and then he's, he's like, I love those CHGO guys. That's what he told Jared. He's like, I, everything CHGO does, love it. And uh, JP came to camp today and told us that. So I don't have a name. I don't know who that was, but whoever that guy was in Atlanta, I'm assuming you're probably watching. If you saw Jared Payton, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, love hearing stories like that. Yep. Love seeing the merch out there too. Yeah. CHGOlocker.com. Uh, if you're headed to camp tomorrow or Soldier Field on Sunday, wear that CHL gear. We love to see it when, when we see you out there. Yeah, That's it's an awesome story, too. Yeah, it's been great, man. I mean, the amount of fans that have come up to us and, and said hi, and I try to give as much time as I can to each and every one of them. It's extremely gratifying. It's been one of the more humbling experiences. Honestly, I've been going to camp for 25 years as a fan, so to be able to cover it and have fans come up to you, even people that are that work with the Bears, giving you a shout as you're walking by it's i'll never get over it it's the coolest thing to be able to live my dream and it's because of the fans like you guys supporting us that that's even a possibility i just shot you look like i try to give as much time as possible like you're the head coach of the football team but you have somewhere to be you're hanging out in the stands all day long you're so uh, but you are you are becoming somebody that everybody wants to talk to even though i did watch you today and and you seem to have plenty of time to talk to anyone I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> I always have time to talk. I got to gotta tell you this. I got to go. I don't have time to talk to Braggs right now. <laughs> no. Happy birthday, Renetta. No. Renetta Happy says uh, she's going to be out there Sunday still uh, celebrating oh, yes. her birthday. Rain, rain, stay away for Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's that's on the table. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. on the table, but we'll just speak it out of existence. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be canceled one way or the other. You so. don't? You'd be wrong. If it rains, they will cancel. Oh, it'll be at, I think they'd move it to Walter Payton Center if there's rain in the rain. Well, if there's lightning, they'll cancel practice or or slow it down. But We'll see. I'm hopeful. Tickets sold for this event? They're going to want to get it in. Yeah? They once canceled a practice, a family fest. Well, that was because the field wasn't uh, usable. So, (laughs) all right. Um, We'll see. Happy thoughts. Show tomorrow. Me, Nick, Gregory, Hogue gets a day off. So, we're back at it Saturday. Well, Saturday and Sunday, we're going to have shows for you. Um, Back in studio on Sunday. So, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. Um, We got you covered. Every practice. Right here, CHGO Bears. Appreciate you. Hit that like button. Um, Denise sent another super chat saying she wants insider meatball fan info. Always. Braggs. <laughs> That's all he's got. That's what he will give you. By the end of camp, I'll just have formed into a giant meatball that we will roll out of Hallis <laughs> Hall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, show should be 3 o'clock. Pew, pew, pew. No, I'm just rolling your meatball to south. I was, I was just rolling you out of there the last Do day. Do the noise again, Carm. Pew, 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 pew. See you later. I'm going to kill you on the golf course. Pew. (laughs) Lawrence, please end the show. (laughs) 